2.0 system update sentient <laughs> oh my god i feel like if yarnus was a thing it would go from being like yarnus one like so cute like yarnus two drone <laughs> like it would go from being yarnus first, is self-aware <laughs> so quickly like Yarnus, the kids' toy that talks back to you. Like Yarnus, upgrade point one. Like the kids' toy that fights back. Like, oh wow, that was a quick update. Uh, oh Yarnus. So anyway. Okay, everyone. Hey, this is the fortieth episode. <gasps> Hi, uh, hey y'all. Forty, feeling good. GFP four zero. Forty is the new twenty. That's what they say. <laughs> that's what they who keep getting older every ten years say. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 60 the new 30 said a group of 60 year olds <laughs> but no 40 is pretty that is very pretty true. live um i feel so good at 40 um i feel more comfortable i feel like our podcast feels more comfortable and its skin is wiser is less obsessed with like impressing people yeah um but we're feeling the pain from all the parting we did in episodes 20 through 29 right definitely 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 and we sort of have like reckoned with some of like the big life choices we made in episodes 30 through 39 um and the baggage that comes with their failure now you pretty much you know you got the whole horizon laid out in front of you and you can pretty much plot your death at this point. yeah definitely you can grapple with your past and also really understand your future i mean to be fair in between episodes 30 and 39 the good friends podcast had a divorce (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean so i mean we've actually gone through a real life cycle we had our infancy in like the first 10 we had our teen rambunctiousness sniper gate (laughs) 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 during episodes (laughs) somewhere between 13 and 19 yeah. And then I feel like we were hard partying. There was literally an episode, I swear, where we were, like, blacked out. We sounded, like, so cross-faded. <laughs> it's true. The, uh, the, the, the On the Road special. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. The, the On Providence. the Road special. Which shall never be unearthed, but thank God we have it. Hell yeah. Um, yeah so thank so. you guys for listening to, like, 40 episodes. This is going to be a fun one <laughs> today. I guess so. Um, so what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about the BuzzFeed News expose on the tennis like controversy like the tennis scandal the buzzfeed and bbc investigation right. <laughs> yeah it's a bit of both. i know i mean one of those I'm, I'm very surprised to i'm not surprised to hear buzzfeed is part of this because they do great reporting but i'm surprised to hear them collaborate with bbc like okay um so we're going to talk about that an article brilliantly titled the tennis racket probably one of the best puns of the decade um we're going to talk about Macklemore's new single, White Privilege 2, a near 10-minute odyssey. Um, and then we're going to touch on some other things that went down in rap music this week. Actually, things that really just went down on the internet. <laughs> and rappers happen to be... Crazy internet things. <laughs> yeah, more internet than rap. <laughs> and mostly on Twitter. And mostly on Twitter, which is really just like, woo, like people... People say what they think, <laughs> and they let people know that they think it. Mortifying. Okay, so let's talk about this tennis thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was so annoyed. What, by tennis? <laughs> okay, so here, okay, can we go a quick, should we give a quick note of, like, what this report purports to have uncovered? Yeah, 
Yeah, basically, BBC uh, News and BuzzFeed Investigations unveiled and uh, reported out that what, 16 of the top 50 men's tennis players in the world are uh, linked to match fixing. That's wild. <laughs> and not just like small rinky-dink events, like up to Wimbledon, too, which is like a big deal. Right, right. No, this art. This is not rinky-dink. This article uses really intense words like syndicate. <laughs> it keeps being like yeah. Italian and Russian syndicates. Like, yeah, Sicilian, <laughs> Sicilian and Russian syndicates. Yeah, Sicilian. Yeah. I was like, Sicilian syndicate is definitely yeah. the sexiest, scary thing I've heard in my yeah. life. Hmm. That's not the mafia. <laughs> it's a syndicate. A syndicate. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is a really intense story. This also is intense for me personally. Um, I'd say that I'm probably one of the bigger Huge victims of this scandal. Oh. Um, because this is like yet another in a long line of like... I don't know, counter narratives that I've had to confront about my thoughts on international sports, which I always thought were more noble. <laughs> what? Which is so... Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I was always like, they're doing it the right way. Like, they're just so much classy. Like, we are roided up over here. Like, mm, Americans are so shitty. Like, look at how incredible oh, France is. <laughs> my God, dude. Like... The reckoning. Are you kidding me? I'm serious. I American <laughs> sports are way less corrupt than international sports. I can't believe that. I mean, I believe not it, even but close. Oh, like, how, like, oh my god, I did not Dude, know that. How long have you FIFA? known that? FIFA, Set Blatter. Are you kidding me? FIFA was the first one I realized. FIFA was the one where <gasps> I was because well, the first one was the Tour de France, and I was like, oh my god, there's like a systemic. Um, doping syndicate going on, yeah. and then but, that, yes. but then I was like, oh, it's Lance Ar Lance Armstrong is sort of like coordinating this. Yet another example what? of American evil. And again, I sort of like didn't think of it as an international issue. Okay, here's the thing, right? Americans, whatever. American sports, they might take steroids. That's not to me. That's less reprehensible than corruption within like big deal organizations like FIFA or. The tennis world getting corrupted through, uh, you know, betting and stuff like that. Right. We cheat, but they, it's like a system of just horrible moral networks and. Right. Well, well, we you know, cheat to win, and they seem to cheat yeah. to lose. <laughs> they cheat to yeah. Well, they cheat to make money. Right. Right. Which is like not the object. You're supposed to want to win. So, mm, yes, you know, yes, 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 yes. making money, that's lame. It'd be like if the Warriors, the best team in basketball right now, made it all the way to the finals and, like, dominated the whole season, and then all of a sudden they just got, like, killed in the first round of the playoffs or something. You know right, what I mean? Right. It's like, that's like, come on. No, totally. Like, when Lance Armstrong or Barry Bonds, like, when all of those doping scandals happened – it was not because they wanted to, like, stay in the game for, like, more money, right? It was because they wanted, like, higher averages, higher scores, more legendary status. Is that what you're saying? It makes it, well, but, I mean, they obviously wanted more money, but they wanted sure, like, to the do motivation. it through The motivation winning. was for, to win, which is not what's happening And, like, in be story. great. Yeah. That's crazy to me. That is such a really, that's a really interesting distinction, I think. But, like... Match fixing and shit like this goes on in like cricket all the time. Oh God, in rural football, people regularly get popped for match match fixing. Mm -hmm. uh, tennis, clearly, there's a big deal 
so you know, Europeans they don't they're not more or less uh, noble than we are when it comes to sports. No, apparently least. they're more trash. <laughs> yeah, they are more trash, which is really intense. I mean, it's funny because like tennis is like the latest and the newest one, and in a way, to me, like the most like whoa, like the biggest one I've sort of grappled with, which isn't to say much. Mm-hmm. I don't really grapple with much of them, but it also seems to be the sport that is the most susceptible to match fixing because of just like how intensely you can change the game based on the outcome of one player throwing a game. So like a big part of the article is about is centered around this one incident where Nicholas Davidenko right. uh, was playing another Argentinian player who was also kind of wrapped up in in uh, what was it like gambling incidents in 2008 that originally right. got Exposed. Yes, but Davidanko was still favored to win when that game was started. Davidanko was like up by a set, which is like a pretty sizable margin in tennis. And the other guy was like number uh, eighty-seven. Yeah, and Davidanko was like top fifty. He was up by a whole set, and then all of a sudden, the international gambling line started to favor the guy who's losing. Like before anything even right. Pretty, very significantly before even anything ha- happens like on the court, and then all of a sudden Davidenko's ruled out because he injures himself. Right. Which is and crazy. So this, right. And so the, the, the gambling, the international gambling people, whatever, they like, shut down the betting for the match, and they, they like, refunded everybody's money, and then like, that basically set off like, this investigation. Right, made every bet void, which was like, really intense, because there was like, millions of pounds of bets going on. So yeah, people were betting. I mean, people, I didn't realize, like, people fucking love, that's the one thing we don't do in the United States is, like, gambling like that. Mm-hmm. But it is legal, like, it, in the UK and, like, internationally, sports gambling is, like, open and they do it. You can just, like, place bets at football matches, like, when you go up to the gate in the UK. Right. Why don't we do it here? Because gambling is just illegal. Yeah, gambling is like illegal in most states. How funny is it that gambling is illegal in America? I'm just trying to really wrap my head around it. (laughs) That's the thing that really is funny about this story, that this is like, this is a story that I've never heard of anything to this degree in America, but America is ruled by acts like this. (laughs) Where is this in our sports? I mean, I I don't think it's, it, it might, it might happen. The, uh, NBA ref, Tim Donaghy is famous for, like, saying, like, refs will help influence the way a game is, is played mm-hmm. in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't say anything about how players are throwing games or anything like that, but it does happen, but I think it, it I don't know, I think the, the, the influence in the U.K. is greater because it, gambling is, is open. Right. Not the U.K., but just Europe. I mean, gambling is, like, kind of just, like, an open deal, I right. guess. Which is, ha- which is you can just do it over the, the internet or whatever. I mean, it's a reason for people to, yeah, it's a, it, it drives up interest, definitely, when you can openly gamble on a sport. That's so intense. I mean, this level of corruption that this story um, gets at is, like, significant. It's saying that, like, there's these, t- like, the top players are repeatedly, repeatedly being sizably favored in various bets. Like, the top players. Like, there was one moment where, like, um, people brought to, like, the Tennis Integrity Unit like, 13 players that they had believed were fixing games, and they actually were 
banned for life, um, but they were the lowest ranking players. Like, they're all low ranking players. You know what I mean? Mm. So, like, the only Mm. players that are sort of skating by are, like, the great ones. And so it's about, it's like a, it's about money, but it's also about, like, the institution of power in the sport. Like, if you're a player that's good enough, you're also untouchable. Like, the, the tennis integrity unit, it knows what they're doing, too, right? If they're, like, only having the low-ranking players banned, but is, like, totally approving the high-ranking players and saying there's no corruption that they found in their analysis, like, holy shit, that, like, really scared me. Yeah, they... They said, like, within the tennis community, it's, like, kind of, like, among the upper echelon of people, it's, like, kind of a well-known thing that there's, like, tennis corruption and it's, like, off on a, on a bad way. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those instances where it's kind of just hard to admit to your <coughs> your sport being, like, guilty. Yeah, They're yeah. They're trying to, like, solve it from within, but that's not working because, like, you know, the same powers that be still hold the power and they want to make sure that tennis tennis's image isn't, you know, thrown in the dirt or whatever. Um, too late. Do you think there will be ramifications for this article? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I'm sure this investigation is only going to get, they're going to, you know, look into it more. They want, they probably want to know names. I think mm-hmm. if the United States gets involved in some way, you know, uh, some American outlet can pick this up and they would probably be able to try to name some names there. Mm. Do you think It's like Serena harder to do in the in UK this? because... Huh? Is Serena involved in this? Why would you... I mean, I, I don't know. Jack! Would it break your heart? How old are you? Are you 11? <laughs> I'm an 11-year-old black girl in Harlem. Serena's my way yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> you need to look for other influences, young lady. Yay! Sports yes! aren't everything. <laughs> yes. Uh... But maybe, well, what if she was a better, would you hate her? Or, or like a corrupt fuck, would you hate her? I'd be very, very upset, yes. <laughs> would, you, would you give up on her? Oh, it's such a brutal question. She's my way out. No, I don't know. I mean, oh, it's so First hard. of all. The, yeah, I would. I would. I didn't read anything about women's tennis being I did it. No, okay. So I didn't either. I could not tell if they were omitting the pronouns because that's just what you do formally in tennis or if this is all men, all male players. Is world tennis made up of only male players? I, well, no, man. Serena Williams is a... Is a world tennis player. World, but yeah, she's one of the yeah. top, right? So when they're talking about like the top 15, yeah. is te- does Serena Williams not fall in the top 15? But th- that's why I said that. They didn't mention women's tennis. The, the article specifically says men's tennis, right? Oh, does it? I thought it just kept saying world tennis. No, I think it was said men's tennis. Oh, my God. Okay, I think you're right. Actually, I think you're right because I remember there's something about um, they talked to, like, the president of the Association of um, Tennis Professionals, like Chris, I think it was, like, Kermode mm-hmm. or, like, Kermode or something. Um, and his, like, specific role is that he governs the men's game. So I feel like they wouldn't talk to someone yeah, who go. had, like, a specific title like that. Um, Probably women... Are- Probably women aren't nearly as corrupt as as us dudes. Um, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Do you feel really <laughs> corruptible? Um, I think I have. I don't know. I do not. I personally don't feel corruptible because I would describe my um, moral compass as always pointing due north and impeccably clean. Um, so <laughs> that's just me talking about me. Um, what if someone offered you, um, what if someone, okay, what if someone offered you 
a lifetime role on the set of Oprah's new talk show <laughs> for uh, coming out and saying, uh, like, your boss at No Tofu, like, spied on you when you were taking a dump or something. First of all, let's zoom out and just discuss how heinous the scandal is like <laughs> like oh my god look if i'm willing to come out and give a press conference like two years ago while i was doing a massive dump i was being spied on in the stall <laughs> if i'm willing to utter those words like um i deserve a spot on the oprah show are you kidding that is humiliating i was yeah. dumping big time poppy had had a grilled cheese that didn't go down nice <laughs> And let's just say it was World War Z in that toilet bowl. And that's when I heard my boss. Like, ugh! Um, yeah, no, I definitely would. Are you kidding? I would do anything to be involved in Harpo Productions. Um, so there you go. And I would confess I mean, yeah, to just... and be like, don't tell anyone, please. No, I'm totally corruptible. It's true. I don't know. I mean, I also think, like, men have more leeway to be corruptible because they're answering to other men. Do you know? Do you know? So female incorruptibility, I don't know where it's at. Like genetically or, you know, I don't know if it's a gendered thing. I just think it's a systemic thing. That the people in power feel like they can get away with it because the people in power look like each other. <laughs> it's probably because of our penises. Yeah, I, yeah, I think someone corrupt basically <laughs> comes in, takes out his dang, someone else takes out their dang, and they're like, so we won't talk about any of this. I think that's what happens <laughs> in every boardroom. Take out your dang. No one will speak of this. You call it a dang? <laughs> Higher-ups call their penises dangs. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. And the interns call it wieners. This is how power works. <laughs> Welcome to America. A BuzzFeed News and BBC expose unveiled that people in the 1% call their penis dangs. <laughs> um, girls, I, I don't know. I, I don't think Serena would do this at all. I think Serena is most interested in winning, right? Like, that's it's for sure. That is Serena's so. driving policy. She doesn't even care about the trophies. I mean, she says she doesn't, but she... Winning is her thing. But, I mean, I guess they would all say that. Ugh, I don't know. This is just so, like... Corruption in sports, to me, is, like, is... I mean, corruption always makes me really upset, but there's something about corruption in sports that's, like, particularly sad to think about, I think. Because it's, like, well, a real skill. It's, like, a real skill, and it's something these people love and have been doing their whole lives, and in theory, it's their passion. And it and the fact that, like, influence and money can corrupt something that you love is really scary to me. As opposed to, like, a politician, where it's, like, this is about achieving power. And so I'm not surprised when corruption enters politics. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like, it's, like, a, a different value system applied to sports, yeah. I would think. No, I understand what you mean. Hey, you want a good uh, recommendation for a documentary that is just about uh, sport, corruption in sports and also collides with uh, the popular Netflix original series Narcos? Um, literally, what, why have you been holding this back from me? Give it right now. It's an ESPN 30 for 30, and it's called The Two Escobars. Oh, my God. Pablo and someone else? Pablo and a soccer star named Andres Escobar. Um, I literally just put a Glade plug-in up my ass. That is so 
so so good sounding like that sounds like everything i want in a documentary are you kidding yeah so i'd go ahead and give that one that is so good i love 30 for 30 yeah you know they're good they're so good they do a good job they got a pathetic loser like me interested in sports well done oh i have to watch good job bill simmons good job bill simmons good job 30 for 30 do you think this will be a 30 for 30 or is it too big Maybe the fight that they're talking about between, um, oh my god, what is that guy's name? It's too recent. 30 for 30s need to be like about something that happened like a long happens. ago. Yeah, what's the most recent yeah. 30 for 30? Like the most contemporary one they have. Like Magic Johnson. Oh, I don't know. They do one. They did one on uh, the Miami Hurricanes football. Uh, I don't know what the most recent one is. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, we digress. We digress. On to something. Funnier and more ridiculous, Rod. Yes. Definitely. Wait, definitely both. Um, oh, no. You know who. <laughs> Just kidding. This isn't ridiculous or funny. Speaking of um, speaking of people running around in all white trying to do things, <laughs> that's a really, <laughs> that's a stretch of a segue, but yeah. <laughs> visually there's something going on. Anyway, Macklemore, yeah. just this week, released a song titled White Privilege 2. Is there a white privilege one? Yeah, I'm trying to understand like what the first one is, or is he referring to like his first album as having been white privilege? I don't know. I mean, his first album was called The Theft, right? Oh, was it? Yeah. I don't know. Was that was that at all a conscious? I don't even know reference to what people thought he might be doing with popular black music. I don't know. I have no idea. Mm. But so Macklemore and the world's most annoying. Like the world's first hype man, who's actually a mute, Ryan Lewis, um, released a new track. Wait, is he a hype man or a DJ? I don't. He's like his producer. He's always on stage. He also literally looks like I don't know someone named like Steve that your friends friends with. Like he's just so like eh, like hi. Like I feel like that's his voice. Like hi guys. Like eh, eh. that's he's my like, impression. I just let Macklemore do the talking. <laughs> I feel like he walks into every room and is like. Eh. They're like, ugh, what is that really weird high pitch? Oh, my God, it's Ryan Lewis. Like, ah, like in the corner. Ugh. And also, Macklemore looks like a squash. I've said it before. I'm a Macklemore truther. He's actually he a squash. He looks like Roger Klotz. Who's that? Oh, my fucking friend Doug. Wow. Yeah. That is grade A ID. That is so yeah, right? real. That is so real. Even the haircut. Roger yeah. Cobb did the Macklemore fade, like, back in the damn day. That is so, 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 so funny. Um, also, as a side note, we're not going to get into a 90s nostalgia rabbit hole because it is my biggest, it's my kryptonite, as in it kills me. Um, but is Doug the only, like, white person in Bluffington? <laughs> I'm, like, trying to, like, uh, figure out. Like, I guess so. Wow. Of course he's our POV. Hmm. White Privilege 1 was Doug. (laughs) White Privilege 2 is Roger's solo track. So, okay. Did you hear all 45 minutes of this song? Tell me. I did. Yeah, I listened to all of it. So what are your thoughts? What were your thoughts when it came out, when you listened to it? Where were you at? Uh, At first I was like, oh, this is Macklemore, like, trying to be sorry again. Right. Um, But then, I don't know, I was like, oh, but this is kind of like... You know, it doesn't, it's like an interesting thing for someone who is, like, you listen to the song and it's pretty self-aware. 
it's that is all it is. <laughs> yeah, it he's is like, only Look, interested in play, awareness. Yeah. <laughs> so he's pretty self-aware. So that's cool. And I mean, some people need to hear that. Right. And it's not like it's anyone else's job to to really like tell white people. We are not we. Right. So in the song, she said, "Which will remind me inside looking out." Is it my place to get my two cents? Or should I stand on the side and shut my mouth? No justice, no peace. Okay, I'm saying that. They're shutting out Black Lives Matter. But I don't say it back. Is it okay for me to say? I don't know, so I watch and stand in front of a line of police that look the same as me. Only separated by a badge, a baton, a can, a mace, a mask, a shield, a gun with gloves on hands, it gives an alibi in case somebody dies behind a bullet that flies out of the nine, takes another child's life on sight. Bam! Macklemore runs through every argument that people have made against him. Like, he starts sort of, like, on a micro scale and talks about himself, and then I think it, like, builds more macro, and it's about sort of, like, how do white people prove that they're allies? I don't know. It's it's a weirdly, like, defensive song, too. You know what I mean? It's, well, like... Well, it's, like... Yeah, it kind of, like, goes through all of the arguments that that get used for, like, why why kind of, like, the world is really fair when really, like, there's blatant things going on that, like, prove that being a white person's easier than being a person of any other race. Right. Right, right. And then it kind of, like, yeah, it kind of, like, goes out from there. I mean, it's, he starts, like, talking about himself and how, like, people will be like, oh, I don't really like any other rappers, but Macklemore, he's, like, independent, and he's, like, you know, he doesn't curse or whatever, you right. know what I mean? Right, right, These, like, justifications that people have for listening to him and why he's, like, so fucking popular, because he is. He's, like, an incredibly popular rapper. He is, isn't he? I, like... Yeah. I think I keep sort of not getting where he's... where his pop, where he's at. Not on, like, the literal charts, but on sort of the the chart of, like, cultural conversation. Like, I sort of but keep forgetting. He, like, talks about how, like, moms will play his CD in the van. It's in always the, the moms. Band. That's, exa- that's, like, exactly who I imagine listening to him. It's true. It is exactly that. It's true. It's, like, the same reason Taylor Swift is so popular. It's always, like, who's actually buying the music? <laughs> Old people. So, I don't know. I thought, it was, I thought it was interesting, and I thought, like, well, it's, a, it's good that someone's doing this, and it might as well be the guy who's making the most money and the most po- is, is the most popular because of it. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because, like, he... Yeah, people love that independent spirit of his. I mean, even I respect that. Like, I think it's crazy that he won all these Grammys on an album he self-distributed and self-produced. Like, that's pretty wild. Um, I do think it's crazy that, like, one praises, like the entrepreneurial spirit of, like, white independent artists, but, like, you know, Fetty Watt's album being, like, made... Do you know what I mean? Becomes this sort of, like... It's, like, grimier and grind. It's definitely less noble in some way to people. Or, like, it doesn't have the same sort of narrative, like, damn, like... Yeah, it's weird. It's, like, it's funny how authenticity kind of goes both ways. I don't know. It's funny. So the song itself, though, like, is not catchy, right? It's just sort of like a... Like, this won't no, be on an kinda, album. This was just sort of like a Macklemore drop. It's not going to be on this. I mean, it might be on an album. You think so? Maybe it is just a drop. I don't know. It's like eight minutes. It's not like it's 
there's music in it, but it is kind of just <clears throat> it doesn't really have like the, the typical structure of a song at all. There's no real um, chorus. No, not there's really. nothing it's really not like really. centered around. Yeah. Um, so there's nothing really that's centered around it. Um, I can see it being at like the end of an album. Yeah, totally. Like a closer, like a last call Kanye situation. Where it's like <laughs> nine minutes. I mean, the thing yeah. about Macklemore that's sort of weird is like he's really defensive in this song, but Macklemore was never the rapper I was most. I don't know. I didn't feel like there was a lot. Of, I, I feel like it wasn't until he won the Grammy over Kendrick that there was suddenly this anger at Macklemore's whiteness. Do you know what I mean? Like, I never felt like it was that big of a problem until that happened. And I think he, he's pretending like it is. But then, like, his, like, reaction and, like, Instagramming the text he sent to Ke- Kendrick, like, also made it kind of like a... Right, well, he's been on the defensive quite literally since that night. Like, he literally did that the yeah. next morning, you know? I don't know. I just... I, I mean, he, he, in the song, like, blasts... He, like, makes mention of Iggy and Miley. Um, He has that moment where he, like, references them. And they've been on a sort of more, um, like, like there's a larger accumulation of criticism that was applied to those two, I feel like. Reappropriation. Yeah. Are they, like, more guilty of reappropriation than Macklemore is? Yes, yeah, yeah. And I think, like, the conversation has always been about appropriation more than it is about, like, rapping. I don't think anyone has ever said, like, Macklemore shouldn't, or I don't know. I don't. I think it's silly to say Macklemore shouldn't rap. I think it was weirder when like Miley was like, like half rapping, but also wearing like Chicago Bulls jerseys, or like Iggy was putting on an accent. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's funny that he's the one releasing this song, you know. And I think it's like it's more in keeping with his brand as like a social advocate than it even is anything he's trying mm-hmm. to like disrupt about himself perception wise like if Iggy Azalea had That's released this song like that is actually a response to a conversation that was happening with Macklemore it was like oh shocker the Grammys didn't give are you saying like oh of course Macklemore like he's not the one who should be doing this is that what you're saying yeah sort of I mean he's just the one yeah like that is kind of what I'm saying I feel like this track like, is a defense against something you Macklemore he's not the one I've been worried about I mean I'm not worried about any right. of these idiots like there was no moment in which I really thought... I mean, I didn't think Iggy Azalea's career would tank so quickly, but I knew there was no real longevity there. Um, what? I didn't know there was... I didn't think she was going to be, like, the biggest thing. I didn't think it would be one year and she'd be out at all. But Dude, she's done. Her career's over. It's so intense. Ova. It's literally play the Ova bell. Ova. That's... Ooh, the- ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, my God. Are you okay? It sounded like you just hurt yourself. I'm like you literally fell on something. <laughs> um, I don't know. Is it over? Like it's over. I feel bad for her. I don't really, it's but I also over. do. It's literally over. But Macklemore's isn't. He's like thriving. I don't know. Do you think he get he gets a? I can't tell what the what. It's it is always the girls who get the brunt of the vitriol. Do you know? You know what I mean. Yeah, and it's also harder for her to rebound because she's, like, signed to a big-time record label. Right, that is hard. And that is also the reason I didn't think her career would have a ton of longevity. She sort of, like, sold out her sound so quickly. Like, her first mixtape yeah. is sort of these, like, clangier, more, I don't know, metallic, interesting productions. And then immediately her debut album was like, oh, this is, like, 
that EDM flavored music that like everyone's doing. You know, like she was coming for like Nikki's spot and not carving out her own. I don't think Macklemore's coming for anyone's spot. You know, I don't think he's course correcting anyone. And it's funny that he's constantly being put in conversation with Kendrick Lamar. Like, it is just so funny to me. Like, even right now, like, everyone thinks that Pimp a Butterfly is, like, going to win a bunch of Grammys. And then the joke after this song was, like, Macklemore winning again. Not that he will for this song, but, yeah, I don't know. It's like a... Wouldn't it's, it be funny if he won for White Privilege? Oh, what my... I don't... I want to... I would love that just to see his face. You know he would be mortified. <laughs> <laughs> you know he would be like, oh, my God. He'd have to get up and be like, thank you guys so much. Um, so, um, Wow. And I didn't even know what he'd do this time. Send, like, Instagram a picture of, like, a carrier pigeon taking a letter to Kendrick. <laughs> like, just a scroll of apologies now. I'm really sorry, dog. <laughs> like, yo, I'm not kidding. This is really unfair. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. He's so weird. I also love how every song about something big by Macklemore starts with, like, okay, here's how it relates to me. <laughs> like, same love. Like, in third grade, people thought I was gay. Now, about gay marriage, <laughs> and even this one, it's like, let's talk about white privilege. But what? First, That's how that song starts? Yeah, oh my god, are you kidding? The first line of Same Love is like, in third grade, like, they thought I was gay, or something like that. That's the first line. <laughs> Alright. And it's like, okay, Bubba. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I also am just very... I, I don't want to... I'm, I'm, like, worried about attacking Macklemore, because I don't want it to seem like he can't do anything right, like... Like, you do, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. But I really worry about just casually throwing around the phrase white privilege without context. Do you know what I mean? Like, that language has become, like, a bit too ubiquitous, I think, over the last, like, three years. It's a really complex thing to talk about, white privilege. It's, like, a systemic thing. It's an institutional thing. It's not just sort of, like, a... It's not, like... You can't use it like white people problems. You can't use it, like white girl hashtag white girl problems or something you know what i mean so to just like throw it as a title track when you're talking about when you're talking about things sort of on like base level but not or on like surface level but not getting down i'm like let's be really careful about how we use language like the way people were talking about like privilege and stuff it's just like you know these are real ideas (laughs) you should have called it things that me and my white cohorts get away with yeah (laughs) he should have called it white power exclamation point (laughs) (laughs) people are like "Ooh, (laughs) misbranded the power that us whiteys have (laughs) my power (laughs) and then a black and white picture of him like up close (laughs) everyone's like nobody's saying no to him but yeah everyone should listen to this song it's really it's yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know what to think of it (laughs) I'm just kind of like, okay, boo, you do you. Do you think he's really stressed about this, or do you think he just wanted to, like, drop this song so then he can, like, drop his music and be like, I did my part? Um, he probably feels really guilty. You think he does? You think he feels real guilt? I hope he does. I think so. But he doesn't need to <laughs> at the same time. Like, I hope he does, but also, like, for what? You know? But then why are you sitting here, but, 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 but why are you sitting here being like, you're a fucking, you're, well, you're not saying you're a fucking moron, but you're like, dude. Shut up. I'm very conflicted. I don't know. There's just something about... Uh, it's just so crazy. Are you that, saying it's not his place to point out 
his own. No, no, it is. It is. It, it is absolutely his place. It's it's white people's yeah. place. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, right. the fact that people right. of color are tasked with like identifying other people's privilege and articulating their own oppression. Like that is a lot of work. <laughs> Let's like right. split up the duty. So no, it is his place. But there's just I don't know. Macklemore's brand has like for some reason become this like just because of that one song has become this like social justice like platform or something and so something about this song feels more branded and less authentic it also feels really defensive and I don't know what he's defensive about because I just don't think I don't know I mean I guess this conversation was happening it just feels like so long ago or something like two years seems like a long time doesn't it? Like, something about talking about hmm. Macklemore's privilege? I don't know. Maybe he's doing this in, in, lieu, in light of the, uh, the Black Lives Matter protests. Right. Like, that is the other thing. I think it's also, like, there's these two things happening at once, and, like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just funny when you have the stuff going on in pop culture that's, like, reflecting the stuff going on politically, but yeah. it can never really get at the stuff going on politically in, like, a real heady way. So you sort of have to take this song on its level. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, formally, the song is, like, uninteresting. But, I mean, like, more power to him, like, for doing it. I believe him. I do or believe whatever. him, probably. I probably think you're right. I think he is feeling guilty. He's probably just trying to sell records. <laughs> so we just we just switched. We handed off opinions. <laughs> we passed you the baton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, if he sells the song, maybe he should donate all the money to Black Lives Matter. Make it a world song moment, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Also, he's really just rehashing, like, all the think pieces that were, like, written about him. <laughs> yeah, hey, thanks for just stealing everyone's Twitter comments. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, I'm like, oh, for sure. So you read Slate and Vulture and, like, went through two years' worth of Macklemore hashtags and just stitched it into hey. a song. <laughs> Wouldn't you do that? That's what I'd do. <laughs> to drop a fire track, <laughs> just stitch yeah. together. Yeah, I would hope that you accidentally read a tweet that's, like, irrelevant. Like Macklemore eats boners. <laughs> yeah, if we listen really closely, there's a ton of those. Like people hate me because I'm white. I suck boners all the time. Like, oh, okay, well, edit it out. And like, hey, Ryan, can you edit that out? He's like, <laughs> Macklemore's like, Ugh, I'll do it myself later. Like, shuts the door, goes back in the booth. <laughs> Just add a horn over it. The horn is Ryan Lewis. Yeah. The yeah. thrift shop beat is actually Ryan Lewis taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Such trash. They're so mediocre. Can we at least agree on that? <laughs> that they're so mediocre? <laughs> like. Yeah, they're. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Ugh. Yeah. Eminem was so really much hit better. that song he did with John Legend. Which one? What's it called? White Privilege John One. Legend. No. <laughs> what is what is it? I didn't know he did a song with John Legend. Never mind. Let's not get into it. Let's okay, not. We have to move. We have to move on. We have to move on. We have to move forward. We have to believe in who we are because we got to get out of here. Um, okay, so we're gonna go straight into Dartarn. So, Dartarn. So Devil Tongue of the Week goes to Governor Rick Schneider or Snyder of Michigan for like legitimately just letting people die <laughs> for just letting people for just killing poor people pretty much is what's going down in yeah. Flint, Michigan currently. Flint, Michigan is the hometown of Michael Moore, so this is not the first time the the poverty of Flint, Michigan has like been in the news. Um mm-hmm. 
And yeah, so there is like, there is a, a, an astronomical, a disastrously high rate of lead in Flint, Michigan's water supply, um, which is the result of some approval. I can't even like understand like what happened construction wise, um, but they rerouted the water source and were like pumping stuff into the river that like, the water is being pulled from. And now these now kids and like adults have been like drinking this water infused with lead, and lead has like fascinating long term consequences which just th- things that essentially create a cycle of poverty literally it's like an in, like if you have too much too much lead in your system you can't focus you're more irritable you can't like you're more unlikely to like hold a steady job like you're i don't know all of these things that just create this cycle in which like people can't pull themselves out of economic i don't know devastation it's like a really shitty story and this dude sucks for doing that <laughs> yeah man like what the fuck? You did it all in the all in the name of a couple bucks, right? Yes, for like a hilariously small amount, like a hundred dollars or something. Like a hundred dollars per head is like the or like something like I wish I had the number in front of me. I a remember free smoothie every day at the <laughs> local Jamba Juice. Yeah, he basically if he did this, he got his Starbucks rewards card tapped up every Monday. Fraps <laughs> on Snyder. Um, free, yes, free lead fraps on, <laughs> on uh, Governor Snyder, uh, Mayor Snyder. Right. Oh, my God. Dude, I realize how bloodthirsty I am because my first thought was I would love if his house had water, had lead pumping in its water supply. <clears throat> that was my first thought. I'm not corruptible, but I'm very bloodthirsty. <laughs> yeah, you love revenge. I love revenge. Like, my first thought anytime something bad goes down is I want the exact, I'm very eye for an eye. Yeah. Like, I want the world to be motherfucking blind. Like, I am down. Like, I want I want Rick Snyder to wake up, and I want his kids to have drank a year's worth of lead water. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Like, I literally want, I want him to feel this. <laughs> Awful. This is why I can never be a politician. My first thought would be like, yeah. we're going to do the same thing. Um, Kill him! Yeah. <laughs> and now, President Bastomir, State of the Union, and they come and I'm already in the middle. Kill him! <laughs> Thank you. And I leave. But so disgusting. So sad. Uh, where's Aaron Brockovich? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I just hope they, they can fix it. I'm like, people are always donating water bottles. And finally, Michael Moore came out today and said, like, hey, don't help us by giving us water. Like, help us actually change it. Right. Does he still live there? I think so. He said he did. I mean, he must maintain a residence there. Jeez. The way he was writing about it uh, made it seem like he he lives there. Holy cow. Okay. That's really crazy. Um, um, yeah. But yeah, I'm kind of surprised that like no one's tried to like reverse uh, the the trend of the lead being in the water here. Let's let's get on top of that. Let's tr- you know, let's talk about suing someone. Yeah, where's like the where's some... FEMA? Where is I mean, it's been declared no a state of emergency. Yeah, no, people just keep giving them water. As, as long as they get the water bottle donations flump coming in, the uh, FEMA doesn't have to do anything. That's insane. Aaron Brockovich needs to get there. Otherwise, this is a job for Arod Barodkovich. Arod Barodkovich. I can see you, <laughs> you pulling some strings and 
<laughs> me like running to Flint show- in like a cheetah miniskirt and a huge wig. Right. <laughs> show up in a big wig with makeup on, but your beard still intact. My beard all- always still intact. Yes, and just sleep your way to the top. <laughs> Two years later, I'm literally in Rick Snyder's bed. Like, I don't know what my plan was here, but every kid in the city is dead. (laughs) And I'm living in the governor's mansion. This worked out for old (laughs) Erod. I'll just keep quoting lines from the movie. They're called boobs, Ed. My my favorite line. So I'm rebranding as an environmental lawyer. That's my 2015 look. I did want to be more dramatic, and nothing is more dramatic than Julia Roberts as Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> That's your 2016 vow to be more dramatic? Yes, it was to be more dramatic, to be more confrontational, to say things like, you're supposed to be my friend and all you do is judge me. Um, <laughs> and so now that I'm rebranding as an environmental lawyer, um, it really kind of fits with the brand. Now I can go up and be like, you're supposed to be a governor and all you do is poison. So. Well. Watch out, Flint, Michigan. Watch, honestly, not even watch out, Snyder. Watch out, Flint. I'm in like Flint. It's about to get better before, or it's about to get worse before it gets better. <laughs> it's always darkest before the rod. <laughs> yep. Everyone is like, so um, Flint, Michigan's been gradually poisoned for over two years, but ever since this weird he-she environmental lawyer <laughs> with a beard came into town. We don't really know what is. <laughs> We've been pumping poison faster into the water because we just yeah. can't do this anymore. You hear a knock in the, behind the interview. It's me. Like, hello, Erod here. Ugh. Um, okay, so yeah, Devil Tongue goes to Rick. <laughs> you sound like a Flint Michiganer, Michigander. I coughed. I was coughing and devil tongue at the same time. I love that you can multitask. One of my favorite things about you. Yeah. Um, okay, so good friend of the week goes to... Do you want to go first? Yes, we're giving one to Neil deGrasse Tyson for uh, slapping old B.O.B. <laughs> I don't even know. Is that his real name? What's his name? Bo- uh, Bob. Bob. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I it's don't just know. Bob. I don't know. No, it's because it's capital B. Rapper turned... It's an acronym. Rapper turned flat earth truther B.O.B. Uh, basically called him out on that one. And so. not the only one. Tila Tequila, like, a couple weeks ago, tweeted the same thing. What? <laughs> like, can you believe this? The the best uh, part of the uh, B.O.B.'s, like, Twitter rant about the earth being flat was when... He, he tweets a picture of himself, like, standing on a rock. Yes. And he's like, yes. the cities behind me are 16 miles apart. You tell me, where's the curb? <laughs> it's like, dude, it's just a really fucking big planet we're on. Right. Like, do you think that the Earth's just, like, I don't even know, radius is 16 yeah. <laughs> miles yeah. or whatever? Like, like, bro, just start walking. See what happens. Oh, um, well, nothing would happen. <laughs> Yeah. He, he won't fall off. I mean, there's no... Oh, you mean that, that the world would... Well, no, because that's why he thinks it's flat. That nothing happens. <laughs> that's his logic. No, but if the world was flat, something would happen. How does he think the world looks? He thinks that the world... Oh, right. He thinks the world's flat. But I, I guess I assume that he also thinks it's endless. I don't know. This level of stupidity, I don't even know what to think. Like, 
And in the picture, he has his arms crossed, very, like, mic drop. And I'm like, you are so, you're a lunatic. I mean, everyone keeps, like, we keep reverting back intellectually. Like, we're still talking about abortions and all this shit. I cannot believe now we're talking about the world being flat. What, uh, what's your favorite uh, celebrity online truther of something? Oh, my God. Um, I mean, Mark Ruffalo is, like, an adamant 9-11 truther. Um so that's a, that's a lot, Ruffalo. Um, Whoa. As you know, I'm a really big Mia Farrow olive oil truther fan. That's an important yes. one to me. Love that. Yeah, so I think, like, the Farrow olive oil truth thing is, like, pretty great. Um, what are some other good ones? I don't know. Do you have one? I like, uh, I like Kylie Jenner being an Airstream <gasps> Oh, truther. my God. Yes, what was it? It was, like, a picture of a planet. She's like, you're telling me the sky is not polluting? There's yeah. a <laughs> She like leaves a picture of like the air, the like cloud that airplanes leave behind, and she's like, "You're telling me this isn't anything." <laughs> and everyone's like, "No." I mean, this is the year of realizing stuff, as she said. So she's realizing. Did you see that video of her? I think so. Where she's like, "I just need to realize who I am." Yeah. Or no, she's like, "This is really the my resolution is like to just realize stuff." Like me and my friends were just all really realizing things. <laughs> That's a very, but to, to, in her defense, it's a very 19-year-old thing to say. It's so, it reeks of 19. And you know, in her head, she was like, yeah. Airstream. Like, she's realizing yeah. stuff. <laughs> she's like, I feel like she was like teasing us. Like, let's just say I'm realizing stuff. Like, if you download the Kylie app, there's going to be a WikiLeaks yeah. <laughs> tab added. Yeah. Um, that's a really good truther. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, I'm a secondhand smoke truther. We should, I should let our... Listeners that's not know. even. That's not. You don't. That's not a truther thing. That's like a well-known. No, I don't believe secondhand in secondhand smoke. <laughs> oh, you don't believe in secondhand smoke. A whiff of cigarette smoke is not killing anyone. Well, <laughs> tell me that that's crazy. But I think, Say it out loud. Tell me that. Tell me that I sound crazy for no, saying no, that. Look, I think the the secondhand smoke thing was meant towards people who just sit in their apartment and smoke all day right inside and now people have taken it like excuse me can you not smoke in this six foot outdoor patio right right and it's like what <laughs> like yeah. you're okay no i agree with you Ugh. that's ridiculous yeah it's ridiculous um but yeah so props to neil degrasse tyson and bob you're a lunatic i don't know i don't oh, know yeah also in I that song know. he like he, like, drops a bunch of other, like, conspiracy things, and he, like, talks about how Stalin was worse than Hitler, and he, like, tells people to, like, look up this English historian who's a famous Holocaust denier. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? B.O.B. is a Holocaust denier? I don't know, but he's, like, telling people to research this guy who's a famous Holocaust denier. Oh, Jesus. And that song that he did about the flat earth. Uh, well, he also did a song called Airplanes, so I'm really curious as to what he thinks of aerodynamics and <laughs> that yeah. entire industry. <laughs> what if that song is so, actually uh, loaded with clues? Oh, airplanes? Yeah. Like, oh, I've never man. seen a plane land on its side. Right. Like, what? Right. <laughs> um, okay. How come you never curve in the air? <laughs> And then before he can finish, it's just getting They like cut him off every yeah. time. Right. So dark. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's your good friend. My good friend of the week is, as has often been, he's a reoccurring good friend. Um, mm -hmm. The God himself, Yeezy, <laughs> for eviscerating Wiz Khalifa on 
Twitter in the most Kanye way possible. Um, it was very Kanye. It was very Kanye. I'm obsessed. He's just so... Oh, my God. His stream of consciousness is just, like, beautiful. And he's so nice. I love that he thinks... He's like, you look really cool, though. And I don't think he's being um, patronizing. I mean, I think he is a little bit, but I also yeah. think he really thinks Wiz Khalifa, like, looks cool. <laughs> um, he was tall and skinny. Yeah, I mean, I don't really... I mean, it's a really interesting fight. Like, it has so much to do... I don't know, it's so personal. You can tell. Why, why, why were they arguing? Why are they arguing? I don't because know. Amber Rose? It's about Amber, right? I mean, it's, I don't think we can, I mean, Wiz, like, made fun of album, or Kanye's new album title, Waves, um, through, like, a series of tweets that I'm not going to, like, rehash, but, like, basically, like, called his music, like, anything but wavy or whatever, and, like, his, like, it was insulting. And then Kanye went on a rant about Wiz Khalifa. He said some great lines, um, one of my favorite... You are distracting me from my creative process. You are distracting me from my creative process. Like, <laughs> that is very Yangus 2.0 sentient. Like, it's very, like, <laughs> my creative process. <laughs> Ryan Lewis. Um, and there's another one where you, like, something about tight pants. Like, I made, like, I made tight pants cool. <laughs> and I'm, like, true. Um, he keeps calling him, I'm your OG. He keeps saying, I'm your OG. I'm your OG, yeah. My, and also, Kanye is apparently my a huge Kid Cudi lover. Didn't know that. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that either. He keeps being like, Cudi and I invented this shit. <laughs> oh, but didn't he, like, discover Cudi or some shit? He did, but didn't he also drop him? Or I guess Cuddy left? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the vibe yeah. is with Cuddy. I mean, Cuddy is, like, trash now, so I'm just like, okay, moving on. But um, um, My yeah. favorite tweet of his was when Kanye was going, he, like, kind of, it's, like, his sign-off one, and he's like, I'm ye, I'm ye, I'm ye, I'm ye, I'm ye. <laughs> with, like, one capital <laughs> like, Y suddenly in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm ye, I'm ye, I'm ye, I'm ye, I'm ye. Like, literally, I think I think yeah. Ryan Lewis hacked his Twitter actually for that part. Um, yeah, that is so uh, good. He just went in, but he also like respects. Yeah, I don't know what this whole thing was about. Like Wiz was coming at the music, meets, but he also said he some did, fucked up did. stuff about owning his son and like yes, with like ten exclamation points. Like I own your son. <laughs> <laughs> and then Amber tweeted the most like annoying shit. She like like hashtag yeah. like booty ass loving bitch or something like. Miss me with it. I could not believe that. I was like, this sex positive girl is like. It's true. Like, or like I don't know. I'm, a, I'm, I'm like whatever on Amber Rose, but like that is like such a. She's like call, like pretty much calling him a faggot. That's what that tweet was. Right. And it's like, okay, right. you're supposed to be this like sex positive goddess, and you're like basically like dissing this dude by saying he likes anal sex. Like, okay, so you're just as like heteronormative and reductive as like everyone. Like, I'm not about to be t- pretend Amber Rose is like a slut walk feminist anymore like get out of here that's so dumb whatever her hair her and wiz look crazy to me yeah they look so she's probably so and mad looks great she was probably she was she's probably very 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 angry yeah i mean she she said mean things about her too i mean he called her like a dirty stripper again which is like fucked up and like really really awful um yeah, I mean, they're both just, like, it's all petty, but I'm also, like, it's also really personal. Like, you, they're, like, still fighting pretty much over this girl. I don't know. It's so weird. I feel like Kanye's still heard about it. Isn't that what or it, Wiz has heard about that's it. That's what it feels like. But he always so brings personal. it up. He's the one who's always bringing it up. 
Yeah, Kanye brings up Amber. Well, because Amber then gets involved with the Kardashians and, like, insults the Kardashians. And now, like, Black China, friend of Amber's, who, like, hates Kylie because he's, like, Tyga's ex and, like, baby mama is now uh, dating yeah. Rob Kardashian. It is such a soap opera. It is such a soap opera. Who's like, the Kardashians. Oh, Black China is? Black China, yes. Tyga's ex, who hates Kylie, is dating Rob. And she's best friends with Amber, who hates Chloe and, like, all the Kardashians. Like, oh, my God. Everyone's just trying to get that Kardashian cash. I know. Cash with a K. Like, 100%. Young money, cash money, card money. Ugh, it's so funny. But, good on you, Kanye. Is still fat? Yeah, he is. He actually has diabetes. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh! Oh, my God. <laughs> Ouch. So rude. Obviously, I'm not happy Rob Kardashian has diabetes, but I also hate Rob Kardashian. So, like, I, I mean, I care. I don't want I, – it's so sad. But I'm also, like, ugh, I don't care about this dude. He's an entitled little well, douche. Okay. <laughs> that was a funny uh, Twitter, Twitter uh, rant, though. Yeah, it was great. Kanye, it's pretty good. I love you. I love when you get on Twitter. You are to Twitter what Rihanna is to Instagram, what Kylie is to Snapchat. Like, you are so great. I hate that he deletes the tweets, but the internet lets nothing be ephemeral. God bless. He used to delete all of his tweets. He's deleted his account, his whole account, like two or three times. Yeah. So we've lost whole records of no. Although I think the Library of Congress has them. We must unearth. Yangus will unearth. <laughs> you know he's only following one person on Twitter. One guess who? Kim Kardashian. Yep. It got me choked up. <laughs> Literally just as I said it, I like got choked up. It's like the most romantic thing I've ever heard in my life. Are you kidding me? So are you excited for, for Waves? I'm so excited for Waves, formerly Swish, formerly So Help Me God. Like, it has gone through so many <laughs> titles. I'm very much here for it. I'm really ready. I'm really, 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 really ready. He's, like, changed the track list again. Like, he's just constantly tinkering with it. I think it's just really exciting to know that, like, it comes out on February 11th. If it doesn't leak before then, the album could be different between February 9th and February 10th. Like, I love that. And I'm really excited. A lot of crazy people are on it. Yeah, I'm excited. Real Friends. Are you the excited track you for... It's great. Yeah. That's great. Am I excited for what? Are you excited for um, the wave emoji to, to, to be a thing for a little bit? Ooh, I didn't even think of that. Is that about yeah. to be a thing? I think so. I bet if you go into Wiz Khalifa's... Instagram and you look at his comments, I bet there's a lot Everyone's of Everyone's waving. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Just like when Sierra posted like a picture and everyone kept putting the purple umbrella with a raindrop because Future just dropped Purple Rain, the new mixtape, which is so rude. Mm, yeah. Like she literally was like going out to dinner and everyone was like, Purple rain, purple rain, purple rain. Like she like so like leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> like so rude. Yeah, the wave emoji is about to be lit. I mean hashtag wave emoji is probably gonna be everywhere. You're right. I'm excited. Yeah. Oh my god, I cannot wait for it. Rihanna's album dropped last night, and she's giving it away for free. Good friend of the week, too. Oh, uh, wait, let me go get that album right now. I think, yeah, you should go You should go get it. I think it might, like, cap it, like, only a certain amount of downloads are free, but um, peep it. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you have to go. We should sign off. This is episode right. 40. Episode 40, signing off.
signing off. We love you guys. Listen to Anthony. We got for Super Bowl picks next week. Yes, next week, Super Bowl picks um, before the big game. Big game Sunday. Um, <laughs> I'm so annoyed that I just did that. <laughs> it's in Santa um, Clara. Did you know that? Yes, I did know that. That is so crazy. What the hell? Do you wish you were there so bad? It's just right down the street. Right down the uh, street. No. You want to be there so bad? Are you going no. to Santa Clara? I was out in New York for the fucking one in New York. That one sucked ass. Yeah. <laughs> this is my impression of you outside. That's you wanting to get into the Santa Clara Arena. <laughs> yes, that's what it's called. The Santa Clara Arena. <laughs> What's it called? I don't know. <laughs> it's called the Santa Clara uh, Playing Grounds. The Santa Clara grass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God! We watched the game, and I was the ref, <laughs> <laughs> just constantly whistling for no reason, and everyone keeps stopping the game. Yeah. Like, whoops. <laughs> At that point, there would be definitely be uh, investigations for a fucking NFL racket. <laughs> oh my God! One hundred percent. Yeah, BuzzFeed News and BBC uncovered absolutely nothing but someone who stole a referee outfit. <laughs> and then a photo of me running, like, <laughs> grainy footage of me running away with a whistle in my mouth. Like, ugh. Oh, my God, so good. Okay, Super Bowl next week. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. GFP out. GFP out. Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. La, 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 Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. Run through the meadows, scare up the milking cows, run down the beach, kicking clouds of sand. Walk a windy weather day, feel your face blow away, stop and listen, love you.